Hey everybody, it's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today I have Liz, P Liz Passerin um, on today. We are going to talk about goal setting. So just to get, give you guys a little bit of a heads up, Liz is a therapist, a life coach, and speaker who helps people around the world let go of what they should do and embrace what they feel connected to. So Liz, hi, welcome. Thanks hey, hey. For I'm so glad to be here. Um, so Liz has actually been part of this program before. Um, and so when we speak today on, you know, our specific kind of goals that we work through, our physique goals, our performance goals, our habit-based goals, Liz has been through this program before. Um, so she's very familiar with these kind of goals. And she's going to talk about, how these can be really applicable for you guys and how to have success with them. So before we do anything else, Liz, introduce yourself and tell us what you do, how you began, um, all the good stuff about you. Yeah. Well, Kira, you helped me look banging a while back. So I actually need to just hire you again and do this whole program over again because it's amazing. So any of you listening right now, you are going to feel and look incredible if you stick to it. Um, because I felt that way. <laughs> so anyhow, um, uh, yeah, my name is Liz and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist as well as a life coach. And I really do, um, love what I get to do. I started out as a therapist first and I've been doing that, uh, almost like mental health in general for about 10 years. And I've recently transitioned into life coaching where I help people more so in their current um, discomforts in life and try to make the immediate change for their future. So I always like to explain therapy is the deeper work on your past and life coaching is the current problems and solutions for your future. And that's the difference. Um, but I incorporate both and I love to tap into our past so that we have a better understanding of how to shift our future so that we can actually see the results we want and don't repeat any patterns that don't serve us. So, um, that's kind of a little bit about me, and I work with all kinds of people all over the world. I love what I get to do. I think I've said that already. Um, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> that I honestly don't think I ever knew what the difference between therapy and life coaching was. So it's very interesting to actually, I, I learned something too today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get that question a lot. And so I try and explain how I view the difference. Um, in, in life coaching tends to be a little bit shorter in duration. You know, sometimes therapy for myself included, you can be in therapy for years. <laughs> There's a lot to work there. Whereas life coaching, it's shorter. It's more solution oriented, goal focused, which we're going to talk about today. Um, and it's that future focus, too. That's interesting, because I would imagine that life coaching could go on forever because we're constantly encountering new issues that we have to find solutions for. That is true. And I do have some clients that I have for forever, which I love them because they're constantly doing that self work. I think, you know, we focus on smaller chunks of goals at a time. And then oftentimes we can take a pause for a little bit, really just um, revel in that success that you've already had and then come back when something new comes up. So I firmly believe that mental health therapy, life coaching, it is a forever work. It's something you constantly should do. Just like hiring a personal trainer and having healthy fitness habits. It's something that's, it's never just a one and done. It's a constant. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I agree completely. So, um, let's start really diving into the topic of goal setting, which is what we're here for today. Um, so generally speaking, why is goal setting important and why is it particularly crucial when it comes to health and fitness goals? Such a good question. So goal setting is super duper important because if you don't have anything that you're specifically clear that you're working towards, then you really have no direction in what you're trying to get to. So if you have a really vague goal, whether it's a financial goal, um, whether it's a fitness and health goal, whether it's a you know personal relationship goal, if it's not clear and it's not set um, for a duration and time, then you have really no clue what you need to do or how long that's going to take to get there. So I don't know how many of you guys in the past have tried to say, oh, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by next summer. But OK, how do we actually get crystal clear on what that'll look like and have more specific plans to that? Because what happens is all of a sudden it's July, it's summer the next year and you have not lost 20 pounds. <laughs> so that kind of thing um, happens over and over again for people. So if we don't have clear goals, we really just don't tend to accomplish our dreams. And so I think everybody's familiar at this point with the acronym of SMART goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think that it's important to be super specific, have the goals be measurable, have them be you know, time oriented, et cetera? Why is that important? So that piece is important. So you keep motivation. If you are not um, specific in a short term goal, I like to call them like uh, short goals and stretch goals. Stretch goals are those longer ones, those harder ones, say it's like 20 pounds. Like that's the long term (laughs) goal. But right now, is is that string bean? That is string bean. I love, I love string bean. Um, Anyways, distraction. We love dogs. Um, But if you don't, if you don't have those shorter goals, you end up losing losing motivation and focus. So with a smaller, shorter term goal that's really specific, you can reach it rather easily. And that gives you validation, it gives you motivation, it sparks you, it keeps you going to get to the next goal. So it really is like a step um, and then a success and celebration, a step and then a success and celebration, and you keep making that pattern happen to that ultimate point of, wow, it's July and we lost that 20 pounds and we hit our stretch goal. So that's why SMART goals are so important. They have timelines on them that you can pay attention to. They are very specific to you and what works for you and they're custom. So when we have things that really work in our favor, we're more likely to stick to them and we're more likely to see the overall success. So we could have a very specific, like if we have this overall goal of like, I want to lose weight. And you say like your stretch goal is like ultimately at the end of the year, I want to lose like nine months or now, I want to lose 30 pounds. So along the way, we could set these tiny little goals like, okay, I'm going to lose um, and, and I, I don't know why we're saying this because I'm, you know, like I'm not a huge scale person, but right. just to <laughs> make things super simple, you know, if your doctor says like, Hey, listen, you've got this issue going on. And if you were to lose 30 pounds, you'd be in a, in a healthy weight range. And I think that this would go away. Like your knee pain might subside. So, okay. So now we are actually w- dealing with like weight goals. 
then you could say maybe, you know, like, okay, by nine months from now, I want to lose 30 pounds. So, you know, you could set these tiny little goals along the way, like in six weeks, I want to lose five pounds. And then the next six weeks, I want to lose another five pounds, et cetera. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So small, specific goals that you can, that are really reasonable to attain. They're not so overwhelming because we are not going to lose massive amounts of weight in overnight period. And we aren't going to fit into our genes that we haven't fit into over a really long time. We're not going to run 10 miles overnight. Those things we say we want, but it takes a long time to get there. And oftentimes people get impatient and they don't want to do the day in and day out work. So if you have smaller goals that you can actually see you've succeeded on, it validates you. It gives you that boost to keep going. Um, and it doesn't seem so hard and so long. So let's talk a little bit more about that motivation to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that you and I have spoken about before is getting to know your why. Um, so what does that mean exactly? And why is getting to know your why important? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> this, like, I think we talked last time, your why is a whole topic like I could talk forever on. So I'll be as brief as possible, but just know that we can expand deeply into this. Understanding why you're doing something on a deeper and emotional level will help give you those clear guidelines and smart goals and general direction to where you're trying to go. So to give to, I'm trying to simplify it because I've got so much in my head, but your why needs to be bigger than just you. Your why has to be deep. It has to be emotion filled. You have to feel a tug in your heart when you think about it. So, you know, if you're, if we're working with maybe a, someone who hasn't been able to play with their children on the playground and their kids desperately want them to play with them. If your why is to be able to get out there and play with your kids, it's greater than yourself. And if you like light up thinking about playing with your kids and it brings you so much joy and hope and excitement, that is your why. Your why needs to be relevant to your personal life. It needs to be, like I said, emotion filled. It needs to pull you when you are feeling like total crap <laughs> and not motivated. It has to be large. And when you have your clear why, you can then keep going because it's beyond just the bikini. It's beyond just the, the picture, right? If we're trying to just look good. And that's why if you're just trying to go for, oh, I just want to look good, it often loses steam. So instead, we want these things to be life-changing. How can your why be better for your overall life? Um, and so hopefully that makes sense. But for me, I always want to understand what my clients are wanting to change and why they want to make the change and then get even deeper from that. Because once we're really clear, then we have constant motivation and constant fuel to fire us when we need it. Like those days where you just, you're not really feeling it. So like, for mm -hmm. example, all right. So at the time of this recording, Liz and I are both planning for our elopements yes. and, <laughs> you know, 
let's say I were to say like, oh, I just want to look really good in my wedding dress and I were to use like hashtag sweating for the wedding and all that. I think that that would not take me very far. <laughs> it hasn't like, taken me very far. I'll tell you that I tried doing that. <laughs> but, but, okay, so you being the, you know, adventurer that you are, you know, you're going to go kayaking and you, and you're going to go hiking. I would imagine you are probably active on a regular basis. So that way, when you are ready to go kayaking, you can. You don't have to worry about like, oh, am I going to be able to make it down the river or am I going to be able to make it up the mountain? Like, so that is like, that's what pulls your heartstrings Mm -hmm. is being able to climb to the top of the mountain and not have to not think twice. Yes. Not sweating for the wedding. Totally. And that's, and that's the thing. It's so personal. Um, so for you guys who don't know me, I'm super adventurous. We are always doing some kind of crazy hike or backpacking trip or something like that. And that fuels my soul. I love that. I live for that. And being healthy and fit for me, a lot of my fitness goals were related to that, related to being able to carry a 20 pound pack uh, for 10 miles and not just, you know, feel like I'm going to kill over. Um, and for this wedding, it's, we are, we're doing an adventuresome weekend for me. I really want to be physically strong so that I can have fun and maintain that level of physical activity without worry. And that why is much greater than just looking good in the dress. Yeah. So connect, connect, Mm -hmm. connect, connect. So what happens if you set, like, if somebody just set like a wishy-washy goal, um, they might say like, oh yeah, I want to like lose 10 pounds. Um, but when you set these wishy-washy goals, like you might fail. And so what are the repercussions of failing at something that like you just kind of made a wishy-washy goal around? Yeah. So one of the repercussions is that you just aren't going to reach your goal and that the mind likes to play tricks on us. Here's where the psychology can kind of come in. When you... It's like, I don't know if anyone's heard of Pavlov, but Google him. He's great. He's some old wise psych guy. But basically, when you teach yourself that you are trustworthy and reliable and consistent, then you actually become more trustworthy, reliable and consistent because your mind believes you. Now, if you do the opposite, where suddenly you say one thing, but your behaviors do not match that. You constantly say, oh, I will, I'll eat better tomorrow, but then you don't. You're teaching yourself and training your brain that you aren't reliable, you're not really consistent, and you don't follow through. So I'm not going to plan on this. And when you don't have that commitment, you don't actually trust yourself, then it's very hard to break that pattern and begin trust with yourself. And that's something that it's, again, another whole deep dive we can go into another day. But when you're constantly failing at quote unquote air quotes, I don't believe in like total failing because you're learning something. But if you're constantly failing and you're not seeing those results, you get frustrated, but you don't know how to change and rewire the brain to actually stay committed and get crystal clear on writing specific SMART goals, having these goals be deep with your why and trusting yourself that you are going to stay committed to what you say. So a lot of the times when I work with my clients, I say, I want you to make a commitment to yourself as if you're making it to your friend. 
you are going to go to the gym or you are going to get on this life coaching call with me or whatever it might be as if you had a scheduled appointment that you cannot miss with your friend or with your boss because then you are teaching yourself to trust yourself. You are teaching yourself, yeah, I can actually follow through and that ultimately becomes easier instead of constantly having these repercussions of not following through, not trusting yourself, never really seeing any movement. And if anything, sometimes you go backwards where then you, you become less fit or um, you know, you start maybe having binging episodes, things like that. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's something that is really important to understand. When you, when you have those wishy-washy goals, it can kind of totally derail you in your progress. And that was kind of where I was thinking because I feel like I've, I, I couldn't articulate it myself, but I feel like I have experienced that with my clients, just having them feel like when they set these goals that aren't very specific and they're not connected to their why, I feel like it hurts them more than it helps them. So that's why I'm such a huge proponent of everybody being, I'm annoying as a coach. Like I'm, I'm like, nope, it needs to be more specific. Nope. We don't have a deadline on that. Like, and I'm, I'm annoying, but I'm annoying for a reason. Hey, I remember you had to do it with me. And for heaven's sakes, I do, I do this for a living and I even (laughs) needed the help. I was like, oh gosh, that really isn't specific enough. Okay. Thanks Kira. You know, let me think about that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard. This this stuff, if it were easy, we'd all do it. And Kira and I would be out of jobs, but we're not. So <laughs> it's um, it, it requires assistance at times. And yeah. you do have to take it step by step and really think through it because um, otherwise, yeah, you you could ev- eventually go backwards. And that's not what we want to do. Yeah, it's not. So there's going to be challenges. Those are their challenges are going to come up. We do not live in bubbles. So you know, you might say like, okay, I have my plan. I I have meal prepped. I've, I've grocery shopped. I've got my menu for the week. I've got all that, but challenges are going to come up. So, you know, some, you might go into the kitchen and somebody ate the food that you prepped or it's spoiled or your refrigerator breaks. Something is going to come up. How can we prepare ourselves mentally for challenges? Mm. So good. And honestly, I hate when my food get eat, gets eaten. That's like the worst thing ever. I remember that happened a few times with me and my fiance and I was like, no. Um, so when that happens, first of all, there's, there's two pieces to it. I like to tell my clients it's okay to have a hissy fit for maybe two minutes, like break down in tears, be like, oh my God, this totally sucks. Why did this happen? Ah, you can freak out for two minutes and then you're done. And then you're going to say, okay, taking a deep breath. Now I'm going to pivot. And I always like to imagine that your plan is written, but it is written in crayon or marker, meaning that a little kid could come over and draw over it and change your plan. All you're going to do is simply pivot and get a different marker and continue to keep writing. You're not done. You're not going to just throw in the towel and give up. You're just going to shift. So mentally, you have to tell yourself that. Have a conversation with yourself in your mind and then always come up with backup plans. I have thousands of backup plans as to what I can do when something goes wrong. 
So it's not like I'm just going to sit there and cry all day long and then stuff my face with Twinkies. Like I'm going to think, okay, well, do I have enough time to go to the grocery store and just buy a bunch of um, rotisserie chickens really fast? And then I'm just eating rotisserie chicken. I did that a bunch when I worked with Kira because I was working a ton and I didn't have the time. Um, But mentally, it's going to be giving yourself a moment. Then it's going to be saying, I can do this. I can pivot. And then coming up with quick, short time solutions. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it will not be perfect. So we have to get that out of our head. Simply make the best choice you can with what you have. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be better than just throwing in the towel. And at the end of the day, if it was total crap, you still can wake up tomorrow and do it again. You can't, um, again, like say this is ruining my whole entire progress. Things things don't change in one day. So whether you have one bad day or one good day, it really is irrelevant. It's over a course of time. So when those things go wrong, don't think they're going to ruin you. I remember I thought like if I if I actually had one slice of cake, like I was done for <laughs> and I was just going to be all of a sudden tomorrow, like a totally different human being. That's not the case. You definitely might be bloated and feel uncomfortable. But again, the next day will come and you can reset, refocus and keep going. Also have supports. So physically have somebody that you can text, you can call. Kara's an amazing coach to lean on and say, oh my God, like today's a disaster. You know, I'm just venting to you really fast. This is this is kind of my plan. What do you think? Have somebody to bounce the ideas off of. And then if you have somebody in your life, like your partner or your friend um, that's nearby that can help you with your meals or help you with your workouts to be your motivator, to be your support system, lean on them as well. So those are some things that I feel like have worked for me. Yeah. And try to learn. Always try to be learning. What happened here? What Mm -hmm. lesson can I take from this? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every mistake is just a lesson. That's all it is. I literally have it quoted on the back of my office. So what is the lesson? Was it my time? You know, I didn't manage my time really well. Um, You know, are these did I buy things at the store that I don't actually enjoy eating? that happens and you, they always rot and you waste money, right? So those Mm -hmm. kinds of things are important to just know and take note of them. Like what's happening here and imagine yourself as a fly on the wall. So if you were to pull the lens back, you were a fly observing what's happening without that emotion in the mix, you can see a lot of what has happened and it can give you some insight. So I always have clients set up three different kinds of goals when it comes to health and fitness. I have clients set up habit-based goals, their appearance-based goals, and then performance-based goals. And, and they all can kind of tie in, but they could always be a little different too. But why do you think that it's beneficial to have a variation of goal types? So important. I do the same thing with my clients. We have three goals. And honestly, it's like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to have everything super hyper focused on one goal, because what if you struggle with that one goal over a month or so? What if that one goal kind of loses lust and it's not um, as shiny and it's not such a driving factor anymore? Maybe your why isn't as strong in that one goal for a short period of time. Having various goals can keep your mind and heart invested in different things. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you stimulated. It also keeps you um, diverse so that you're not hyper-focused on any one thing so that you're not fixating on it either. And so 
let's say somebody sets a goal. Um, like I feel like I get a lot of people who say they want to do push-ups on their toes. So, and you say, I want to do push-ups on my toes. I want to do five push-ups on my toes at the end of this 12-week program, but they don't achieve it. What do you do next? Wait, relating to their habits or? Um, like it, just any kind of goal. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like they don't feel like fulfill their goal of being able to do five push-ups on their toes. They can only do one or they can mm. do, they can do none. Or if they set a goal that they want to be able to fit back into their pre-pregnancy genes at the end of 12 weeks, but, but they don't fit back into their pre-pregnancy genes yet. What do you do? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you still celebrate because you still made progress before you couldn't do one. Now you can do one. Um, and the other thing is that's why you have various goals is because if it's if you just have one goal and you don't accomplish it, you feel like a failure. If you have other goals, then you can still celebrate the, the growth and progress you've made and you learn from it. You say, OK, like what worked? What didn't? What can I do differently? Um, and acknowledge the habits and acknowledge the performance that you were able to accomplish and what's shifted over time so that, you know, you can improve slight like you've shown some kind of improvement if you've committed to it but if you didn't reach that goal it doesn't mean you're a loser or a failure it simply means that maybe we need to shift and alter the goal moving forward we don't give up on it and we continue to pursue it or we pay attention to the other things we've learned from it I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've set a goal of being able to deadlift 300 pounds and then I go to deadlift and I'm like, oh, I can only deadlift 280. I can't deadlift 300. I don't just like say, oh, okay, I'm never going to deadlift again. I'm just like, well, I guess I just have to, you know, do what ha what made me fail. Oh, my hamstrings aren't strong enough. Okay, cool. I'm going to start working on my hamstrings more. And now I have a new habit-based goal of working on my hamstrings two times a week instead of once a week. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So it's adjusting. It's learning yeah. and assessing kind of, OK, what's going on here? And when you can have that observation, you can say, OK, well, like my my wrists are really weak when it comes to push ups. Like it actually really hurts my hands. OK, like what do we need to strengthen your wrists? Like you said, one thing can lead to another um, and it's all connected. So making sure that you are supported and you're realistic with where you're at and your progress, it can help you build so that you reach that goal. And then let's say you, the person does achieve their goal. They are able to do those five push-ups at the end of 12 weeks. What do you do? And what do you do next after that? Well, of course, celebrate and then, and then set a goal that's high, higher, <laughs> like keep challenging yourself. Like I said earlier, I don't feel like you're ever done in your fitness or mental health journey. So just because I went to therapy and I'm in a good spot now doesn't mean I'm not going to ever go back to therapy again. I can guarantee you I'm going to go back. So just with any kind of goal, like celebrate, take that moment, enjoy it, and then reassess. What are your next goals? What do you want to accomplish, you know, in the next 12 weeks? Do you want to do more push-ups? Do you want to do something different? Um, but keep pursuing that strength. I love it. So do you have any other tips that we haven't talked about yet or something that you just feel compelled to share um, in terms of goal setting and goal achievement? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is, I, and I tell all my clients this, that the best kinds of goals make you uncomfortable. True vulnerability in that goal setting process is necessary to 
set the right goals for you. And being vulnerable is not fun. <laughs> Nobody enjoys it. But if you take the time to be vulnerable with yourself, with your coach, sit down and have an honest, authentic conversation and, and give yourself the time to do it. Don't just like quickly off the cuff say like, oh yeah, like I want to do five pushups or oh yeah, I, you know, I want to do this. Be really intentional with it. Take your time, set the time aside so that you can be really vulnerable and set goals that kind of scare you. Because if they kind of scare you, then they're probably deeply connected to your why. And the idea of that higher level of failure really scares you. Then that means that you're meant to do it. And that goes with anything in life. So if you really want big dreams to become true, your dreams are probably scary. And there's probably a lot to lose. And that means that you're right on track. You're supposed to do it. Oh, what a perfect way to end. So... <laughs> Liz, thank you so much for being on and sharing everything that you did today. This is such great advice. Um, you guys, where um, Liz, tell us where we can find you, follow you, and work with you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to work with all of you. Um, so you can find me at on Instagram at Liz Pissarin. You can also follow me there on Facebook at Liz Pissarin Life Coaching and LizPissarin.com is my website. I'm always taking either new clients one-on-one. -on -one. I do offer group programs where we really uncover deeper rooted work around your purpose, your why, um, your visions, your dreams. And then we come up with a very detailed plan on how you do that. And that group program is called Life on Purpose. And I'm bringing in new people currently now, but I know this is kind of going to be um, a call that you might hear various times in life. So if you do this and I'm not offering that, I'm sure I'm going to be offering something else. So just check out my website at LizPasarin.com. Awesome. Yes. And so for those of you guys listening on iTunes, um, her site, her Instagram, um, and her social media, everything will be linked in the show notes. So that can Yay. be found there. Awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so much for being on and we really appreciate your time and thank you guys for all listening. So thank you, Kira. It was awesome. All right. Thanks guys. And we look forward to talking to you soon, or I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. <laughs> Bye, Bye Liz. <laughs>